Brussels Report podcast. Welcome to a new uh, episode of the Brussels Report podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Peter Kleppe. I'm the editor-in-chief of BrusselsReport.eu uh, and I'm delighted to have as my guest uh, Polish MEP, Professor uh, Krasnodebski. Welcome, Professor. Uh, good morning, good morning. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a real pleasure. Uh, we, I think we know each other uh, for quite some time. You have been um, a very solid uh, supporter of uh, reform of the European Union, uh, one of the most prominent, uh, I should say, in the, in the European Parliament. And of course, uh, since, um, since last year, we have this new exercise, the Conference on the Future of Europe, and, and you're also um, uh, playing a big role in, in that. So, so um, to, to, to start uh, right on with it, um, what is your thoughts on this whole, uh, this whole exercise? Uh, you see, it, it, it is or there was an uh, uh, experiment to engage the citizens more directly in the, in the discussion about uh, the future of Europe. We, all have, uh, I think, feeling uh, that uh, that the, the, there is a need to to adapt uh, our policies, uh, but also uh, I would say maybe also institutional framework to the new needs uh, in Europe. And uh, so this is uh, as I know it was announced by Ursula von der Leyen in the. And uh, she became the uh, uh, chair, president of the of the European Commission to start this. It was also supported by President Sassoli. This idea, uh, and now we are, uh, uh, I think, uh, um, finishing our our work. Uh, I am, I must say, a little disappointed because. Uh, uh, mm. Uh, there's no really. I hope that it would be the bigger interest uh, among the uh, European citizens that uh, we know that there are many controversies and uh, differences, and sometimes, I, many times, I I meet the citizens, and uh, I w- wanted also to hear this and to see this uh, diversity of opinion that. Uh, but um, unfortunately, it is coming uh, to me this more very official exercise, and uh, the, also the recommendation now, which are formulated by the citizens' panels, are not really something new. That are the same, uh, the same proposal as we known uh, now from since many years sometimes they are not not realistic and what probably is also uh, very characteristically uh, characteristic that many it shows that also many of the citizens uh, really doesn't know the, the, the EU as it is and how it is constructed and how we have to balance different interests and also this uh, and that it is a community also of member states, not only of the, the citizen. So it's um, g- generally we see what uh, working group and the plenary session will do with this material. But uh, I would say that uh, probably we, we 
made some mistakes during this process. Uh, ju- just to, 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 to mention one, one idea, I, I think sure. we, uh, in the citizen's plan, it should be more probably that um, we should uh, find a format like Oxford debates, it's different position would be presented. It mm. would be probably also better for political education of our, of our citizens than this uh, way in which it was managed. Yeah, so would you say that indeed the um, the expert panel is very very one sided? So the uh, to to the listeners, the expert panel or the sort of um, well, the name says itself, a panel um, of uh, supposed experts that are there to inform the citizens to help them debate, and they were selected, I think, by the um, uh, the executive board of the conference, right? And, and yes, yeah. yes, yes. And one on one hand, it should be. Uh, it was announced that it is uh, that is more direct democracy, and we engage directly in citizens. But on the other hand, hand I think that there was a, uh, th- there was a fear, uh, and uh, it, uh, to, and uh, probably uh, one the commission, but also the, the yeah, steering committee, and so wanted to too much to control this uh, uh, this kind of the discussion which okay. they propose actually to the to the citizens yeah okay um and um would you say the whole exercise amounts to uh, an echo chamber because of that yes uh, yes I, I would say uh, so if we if we if we see uh, this uh, this uh, recommendation they are very very close to the some proposal of the, the, the mainstream pa- parties uh, in the in the parliament and on the end also let's say i am now in the working group on, on democracy the, our chair uh, mr manfred is preparing a, a non paper which uh, should summarize the conclusion but I, I had no impression that we really had a discussion ab- about uh, about this, and I am afraid mm. it would be actually the repetition of the uh, of the position of the of of, of this uh, main parties and uh, yes. uh, in, in the parliament. And I think this is uh, this. The, the same is also about uh, you know proposal on the digital platform. So generally, I had a, I had the impression that um, that probably the people who had uh, other citizens that had a different opinion about the union they just ignored all this. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, in terms of what, let's say, the the, the dominant uh, forces um, want to do with all of this, uh, do you have an indication that they will try to present this as somehow legitimate? Uh, and then, for example, try to use it um, for the next European Parliament elections. I mean, my, my impression is that um, the idea of uh, pan-European uh, voting lists is something that they want to uh, to really push hard. Um, this is one of the examples. It is actually probably the most uh, controversial because there are some also some my colleagues from the PP party who are opposed to this uh, from small countries. Uh, but there are other, there's, uh, you, you, you know, the, the proposal to go to, um, let's say, in the, in the foreign policy to, 
majority votes, and and so there are many many also wishful thinking in this in this recommendation, and I think it is a mistake that some of my colleagues also from the EP delegation or from the from the council they they considered this eight hundred. Citizens, which were selected as a representative of the uh, hundred millions of, of of Europeans, and they would like to replace really the parliamentary democracy, which uh, and election uh, by, by this uh, material, which on on base, which probably will be on the, the base of legitimacy of of their own postulates in in. Political postulates, and this is for me. It was very characteristic. And during the plenary session, we had a, the discussion. Nobody actually mentioned the elections as a as a main tools in the, in the, in the, uh, besides of the elections of European Parliament. But we uh, also the, the governments, national parliaments, are le- elected, and on the end, we we have uh, uh, in European. Uh, in European um, Union and European countries, uh, this uh, established uh, institution of uh, parliamentary democracy, which uh, uh, some people, some politicians, some MEPs uh, would like to now to I would say to 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 to, to ignore or to make a shortcut in this uh, democratic uh, democratic p- p- processes. So and this, I, I think it's uh, it's dangerous. And one also one of my striking um, striking um, uh, traits was the uh, you, you know that uh, this um, engagement of the citizens were so uh, concerning the topics which were I think too much to detach for really the yes. uh, life of these people. So. Mm. I think this uh, citizens panel had uh, have uh, have uh, a rational in a situation in which we have uh, regional interest, local interest, or, or we discuss or we we put some problems and ask some questions, but not if there are just uh, general uh, general information, the general uh, values or. Uh, for this, because as a, then some of this recommendation has a very general character of the wishful thinking, we should protect climate, or, of course, we should in which way. And as we said, that partly they are not realistic, and um, so um, we will see what now the politician will do with it. Yes, yes. <coughs> okay, very, very interesting. Um, and maybe you can tell us a bit more about the... Um, uh, the, the conference uh, hosted by the ECR group this week on the, the Eastern Partnership. Uh, as you probably know, we as, as a group, we took very seriously this conference of, uh, of uh, Future of Europe and we organized a very successful pan-European campaign, Europe's Future, A New Hope, what mm-hmm. we wanted to present our, uh, our vision and uh, there were many uh, MEPs and MPs and conservative intellectuals uh, during this. And uh, 
we are to- we are talking about uh, secure borders and uh, also security and uh, and also realistic climate protection and uh, also that uh, sometimes we need less Europe, not always more Europe. And I think it was very successful, very interesting, but. Uh, uh, now we wanted to to extend uh, this dialogue because uh, for us it is important to re- uh, remember that Europe is not the same as European Union. Absolutely, there are, there are countries very close to us, European countries. Uh, uh, these are the member of this Eastern Partnership. You would want it also to, to talk uh, with the countries from Western, Western Balkans, and this is actually the next step. So we we plan our conference, uh, the first one next about Eastern Partnership, and the, then the later about uh, Western Balkans, Balkans. And as you probably know, we are nowadays in this. Especially, it is of course a hot topic because it shows yes. how that the, the, also the fate of of the Europe is uh, uh, will be uh, this war in Ukraine shows us that how important is this region has. So, Professor, um, then for another uh, timely topic, the uh, the conflict, the terrible conflict that we are witnessing now in in the Ukraine with uh, Russia uh, engaging in unseen um, aggression against a country that is um, very close uh, to, uh, to the European Union, which has uh, concluded this uh, EU-Ukraine uh, deal. Um, there's quite a bit of trade. Uh, the population is, I think, quite uh, pro-Western, even if in the West there's still not a, a democratic uh, majority to allow them into the EU or into NATO, they clearly have made uh, progress. And, and also maybe because of that, we now see this, uh, this Russian, this terrible Russian aggression. So uh, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, first of all, we, of course, we, we want, uh, before so many countries, German, France, uh, France, uh, France, so, so-called West, generally, that uh, that uh, Russia is a, a danger for, for Europe, and I, I think that uh, now the surprise is totally un, un, understandable, because um, President Putin never um, hidden his motives to rebuild the empire and uh, and we know how Russia is organized, how it treats uh, own citizens. There were many murders uh, also the opponents of, uh, of Putin abroad in, in, in Great Britain and South Skripal attacks on the, on the, the, the attempt to, to kill the, the enemies of the of the of the president Putin, so it's uh, and there was a aggression. There was a war in Georgia. There was aggression in 2014 already, the occupation of of, of Crimea and, uh, and also the the war in the uh, of course uh, in defense scale, but the, the war in the eastern Ukraine. So so generally it shouldn't be surprised, but. Uh, 
but uh, besides of the really not very hard sanctions and uh, there was a still context and illusion about uh, about R- Russia and investment as a, of yes. course very symbolic is not Stream too and I must say we as a, my political group proposed many times in European Parliament a special debate about this uh, and uh, there was always refused by uh, EPP and the other major group was supported mm. by ID and by, by, by Greens <coughs> and partly by Renew. But, uh, uh, so mm, there was never a discussion in the European Parliament about very dangerous Russian influences in, in Europe. Uh, there are former leading politicians working for Russian companies. They are, mm, they are influenced, they are influential think tanks and and, 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 and so on. It, it, it was, we always consider this as a danger for security. Um, and uh, and now there is a war on very close to to, to, to border of, of, yes. of, of, of the Union. We have already, I just heard uh, the Polish, uh, uh, Polish information agency and TV that uh, already 100,000 people, uh, mostly the children and, and, and women, uh, already crossed the border to, to Poland. And we, well, 100,000 in only yeah, 48 uh, hours. Yeah, yes, yes, probably there would be much, <coughs> much more. Mm. And, and you see, uh, there's, uh, there was an opinion that... Uh, the Polish people are not uh, inclined to to receive uh, uh, refugees, and uh, it's turned out that it's totally false uh, appraisal in the situation, and there's mm, a really yes. war, and the war uh, refugees, as, as I said, and where the uh, men, as the uh, Ukrainians, so bravely uh, uh, fight for their country. Uh, we are also very well trying to, to be very help, to be helpful, also in, in different different ways. So it's um, it's uh, the questions I think for the U- European Union is the questions about if we uh, once again ignore this lesson, and then probably my country could be the next, and I, I don't know Baltic countries or maybe Finland or Sweden or something like that. <clears throat> some other countries, or we really uh, uh, come to the more realistic assessment of our our, our situation and our policies. Uh, um, as far as we know now, the, the Ukrainians are very uh, the resistance is stronger than Russian expected. And, uh, yes, we have looks like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, in case like we will see a massive refugee crisis, I mean, um, like you say, hundred thousand people in in forty eight hours, and um, you know we may see guerrilla warfare because the um, you know um, if, even if Putin ultimately wins, which is likely, you know he he will struggle to occupy Ukraine and. Um, Maybe with guerrilla warfare, there will be even more refugees. And um, 
how, how do you see this? I mean, this this is posing massive challenges for Europe, right? Yes, yes, yes. Of of course, uh, immigration, but also I think we we should also make clear that uh, that we are also in the situation. Uh, situation <coughs> we are also uh, would like and will be fight for our freedom. And our, Yes, uh, uh, our country. So we have to make much more of our defense, and, uh, and, and, and as I say, so the refugees and, uh, and support from U- Ukraine. Also, it's one one thing. The other, it is uh, of course the, 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 the also to be uh, to be. Uh, uh, to take into account that the, the worst scenario in, in the in the future, and I think we we made mistake not to open up the better perspective for Ukraine to for, 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 to join or to, to to be closer to the union and uh, uh, <clears throat> it was connected with all this illusion concerning concerning. Uh, Russia and uh, uh, policy of Russia, and uh, so na- now I, I, we need really the assessment of the of the of, of the situation, and uh, I think that the Putin also uh, he's sometimes described as a some mad and crazy and irrational, mm-hmm. irrational politician, but I think that. Uh, he really rec- recognize our weakness also after the yes. retreat of Americans from Kabul about the, the situation we have election in, in in France we have very weak uh, government uh, in, in in Germany with all the mistakes the Germany also made during the you know, last years also during the, the so Angela Merkel and ch- chancellorship. Uh, and uh, so it was uh, calculation, and and I think in the uh, uh, he he counts on our, our weakness. So now we should have to be to, to be strong. So I am very pleased that uh, that also now the the, 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 the American president rethink his position, and uh, we are doing we are trying now to do more for our. Uh, uh, defense, mm-hmm. and we will do this uh, in, in, in Poland. So maybe we have a little uh, mm, oh, uh, to to rethink our priorities, yeah, because we are really concentrated in the on the, on, the, on, the, on 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 some topics in, in the European policy, uh, and uh, sometimes. Uh, is exaggerating with some problems and and to, as a sleepwalkers we didn't see uh, uh, this danger which was growing on our western uh, eastern frontiers. Yes, and um, maybe one more question on Russia: like, if um, if we would uh, stop buying energy from Russia, which is um, an extreme measure which would inflict enormous pain economically would this even help to stop the conflict yeah i think in the, 
it, there is unprecedented aggression. It's uh, really, it's, uh, some compare this with, you know, the, the 30s and uh, also in rhetoric and uh, it's, it's, it's really so. Our response should be very decisive. So, uh, of course, it would be not easy. Let us say this dependence on, on energy from, from Russia since many, many years was, uh, was a mistake. And, uh, and now we should, uh, and I think it is, it is possible in the, in the Western world to, 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 to have to, to reorient our economy and also supply of, of, of energy. But uh, there is no time to be now, you know, go, uh, to go halfway and to smite and all this uh, mild sanction and all this uh, he- hesitation. I do not understand this. It is not the time now uh, for, for, for such, a, you know, appeasement policy. And we know how the appeasement policy actually uh, uh, and ended uh, in the thirties of the last uh, last century. So, uh, so I cannot understand that uh, this consideration if there should be the um, should exclude Russia from the SWIFT system or should this sanction also be applied personally to Putin and Wavrov. I, I, I think it is it is uh, ridiculous. Uh, this uh, this is if you see the. Uh, seen from from Kiev, then, then <laughs> there is a war on really in Europe, yeah, because uh, Ukraine is a European country, this European nation, and, uh, so it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's solidarity and action now, not uh, not and uh, anybody who now hesitates is actually uh, supported this uh, Russian aggression. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Then one, one more topic I'd like you to discuss with you, last uh, but not least, uh, which is the, let's say, the relationship between Poland and the European Union. I mean, there's been lots of tensions, um, basically lawsuits, uh, threats uh, from, let's say, uh, the EU leadership and uh, other European countries to... Uh, you know, to cut um, spending in, uh, you know, retaliation of, um, you know, reforms that are deemed a violation of the rule of law in Poland. I mean, what, what's your take on this? I would say, of course, uh, we have as a country our own problems and deficiency. But uh, I think in no European country, democracy is perfect. And I know, I, I would say that in some countries the independence of the judiciary is much more in danger than, than it, it is in Poland. Yeah, but uh, I, I wouldn't uh, say that, uh, that there is no need to improve many things in, 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 in Poland. We try to reform mm. our judiciary system, not all these reforms are successful and, and so but this is on one side. This is, uh, I think, rational discussion. But on the other hand, we have the fanatics. And, 
uh, in the European Parliament, the, the people who actually, I think, totally uh, uh, misunderstood the, 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 the situation and uh, their fanatism, their, their fan, uh, I would say, personal mission, talking about, uh, you know, backsliding democracy and authoritarian regime in Poland. I, I remember the situation in which uh, Poland was compared directly with Russia. There are so many absurd uh, uh, accusations. And uh, sometimes I, I thought that maybe it is also a partly inspired from, from, from Moscow, because in order to, to make this uh, conflict between Poland and the EU uh, more and more... Uh, stronger. And um, I do not see that in this uh, uh, situation, uh, you see this uh, money from, uh, from recovery fund or for European budget, actually, it should uh, be for transformation of Polish uh, economy. I think strong Poland, strong economic, uh, uh, also stable Political and we we had until now very stable government and uh, this is interest of, of whole Europe and, uh, and yes uh, and it was uh, I don't know it's uh, sometimes if I look at Russia I see uh, you, you know also as a historian somebody is professor of sociology and humanities. A mm. continuity of some something, you know, traits of the Russian political culture, Russia, this inclination to despotism. It's not only Putin, but Putin is, uh, unfortunately, also a symptom of, uh, of the much more rooted in the history problem of, of Russia. And sometimes I see the same. The same as a, of course, different in type, but uh, uh, prejudices and uh, inclination, historic inclination in our Western neighbors, which uh, probably have some difficulties to acknowledge uh, that uh, Poland is uh, also independent country with uh, own. Uh, uh, um, possibility to, to make own decision to solve on on Polish on in the way which Polish uh, people wish and how they because uh, we all know that uh, 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 well, that the, the, the democratic election in Poland there are some decision we. We have a right to take this decision, the decision. and there, are, especially if I look at some colleagues uh, from the, the from the West with very, very little knowledge about Polish history, Polish culture, and uh, and too little respect, yeah, for yes. East Central Central Europe uh, uh, and for uh, uh, say democratic decision taking. Uh, in, 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 in this country. And this is actually, there's a danger for Europe. So talking also about the future of Europe, I think it should be based on, on, mm. on, 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 on respect, on mutual respect, 
and not to be um, to try to to play the role of mentor. Uh, and if you were comparing this uh, situation now, the, all the mistakes also uh, in energy policy made by by Germans, the German governments, yeah, all this, mm-hmm. uh, also in, in immigration policy, yeah, uh, and, and uh, so I, I I think we need much more, and we compare with uh, this with much more realistic Polish uh, Polish uh, uh, Polish policy. For instance, our endeavor in the attempts in the recent uh, years to be more and more independent from the from the uh, uh, energy supply from from Russia, from gas, and, and so it should be. <laughs> Today uh, appreciated, yeah. Also, our contribution, you know, our uh, more and more spending of of, of defense, our loyalty to to NATO, and uh, and that, as I said, our now uh, really great uh, 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 readiness to help the, the the Ukraine. It should be uh, assessed uh, differently when we see that many. Yes. People in the West uh, hesitate, uh, in, in, in hesitate in this, uh, in this situation. So it's um, uh, uh, for me it was very characteristic that during this now this crisis there was a um, mission of the, the Liber and Afco committee in. in in, in in Warsaw, in Poland, uh, and uh, I had the impression that they are really totally detached uh, from the reality. Mm. Yes. Well, okay. I think those those are some really important points that when it comes to um, energy independence from Russia, uh, making sure there is a strong defense, uh, and of course avoiding chaotic uh, migration. Uh, it's absolutely true, and that uh, Central and Eastern European nations, and especially Poland, that their voice hasn't has not been sufficiently taken into account, and uh, uh, and and to to you know uh, return to the um, topic of the conference on the future of Europe. This is actually you know um, it's it's sort of it can serve as proof how important it is not to have uh, top down decision making, but. Um, the European Union, where uh, everybody is an equal, and where you know um, the experience from uh, bottom up is is uh, is being uh, being respected. So, uh, so that said, I would like to uh, to thank you very much uh, for this um, this podcast interview, uh, Professor Krasnodevsky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Brussels Report Podcast.